When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. I'm John Townley, your host today, and to mull over Aston Villa's 2 1 defeat against Manchester City, I'm joined by Matt Kendrick and Patrick Rowe. Gents, how are we? Good, thanks. Um, a little bit crestfallen. I thought we'd just about done enough to, um, to, to claw something back, but yeah. You know, relatively, relatively, um, relatively encouraged. I think. Yeah, I'm the same. I don't remember the last time I was this positive after a loss. To be honest, so yeah, I've come away from it quite happy with it. I thought Conza might have had that penalty. I thought uh, Carney with his chance as well. There was plenty of chances for us to get something from the game. But yeah, very positive coming from it. Yeah, I saw a post on Twitter saying if we're gonna if you're gonna lose any game at Villa Park, you don't mind losing in that fashion against Manchester City. There's every every chance you're not going to win the game, of course, but. To put up a battling display like I thought we did in the second half, I thought that was really encouraging. Um, we're going to go over a range of topics, of course, in the podcast, but we kind of take it right back to team news almost. You, Jacob Ramsey not in the team, um, or Ashley Young, which I thought was a bit of a surprise. Um, Matt, Wendy, and Louise coming into the starting eleven. Um, what did you make of Gerard's selection? He certainly doesn't, you know, doesn't he doesn't swerve the big decisions, does he? Really, he's got his own mind. The, the team that he, he has for each occasion and. You know, we'll go with it. I thought um, I thought leaving Ramsey out was an interesting one. You know, he's admitted after the match that, that Ramsey's still a little, you know, carrying a knock. So he wanted to preserve him and protect him, which, you know, again, I suppose he's good management. He's, he's a young kid and I'm sure he'd be chomping at the bit to play every game. But Gerald's taken the decision to, to pull him out of the firing line a little bit. Um, in terms of... In terms of, of of Louise being in the team, I thought it was probably, you know, I don't want to get too too carried away with hype, but he's got to be up there in the top two or three performances I've seen from yeah. him in a Villa shirt. I thought he was, I thought he was magnificent to be honest, and I thought he played. I'm not not sure I've ever seen him play with as much fire in his belly. To be honest, whether it was a Man City thing, he got a point to prove, or or whatever it was, uh, whether it's a slight change of position for him. I just thought he was. I thought he he set the tone for, you know, the first twenty minutes. I thought we were, I thought we were on, on for a battering. It seemed so nervous and didn't we didn't seem like we felt we belonged on the same pitch as some as Man City superstars. But when we got back into the game and started to believe, I thought 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 Douglas was the the kind of flag bearer for it really. Um, in terms of the Ashley Young leaving Ashley Young out, Leon Bailey starting to um, starting to. I don't want to write him off. You know, he's only been in, in the door six weeks and he's clearly, you know, the, the rigours of the Premier League are clearly playing heavily on his muscles at the moment. But there's so, so much more that we we we, we need from him. Um, but, yeah, we, I suppose we can, we can get to that in a bit. Pat, what did you think? Um, Wendy, obviously, starting... I, I thought Wendy was probably one of his better games again in the first mm-hmm. half. I thought it was very difficult to... Um, compliment too many of our players because we were very passive but I thought Wendy came into it um, especially in the second half yeah I think you're going to you're going to see Wendy shine when in the final third and it's difficult to get the ball in the final third against Man City but when we did get it there I thought he was really neat with it I think he played 
Carney in, and I said earlier, I think he had one in the first half, slotting Watkins in, and Bailey's shot got blocked across the face goal, I think. It's one of those, yeah, in games where you're going to have more possession, I think Wendy is just going to really come into it. He looked fitter last night. He was running a bit more, trying, like his work rate was a bit more intense. And yeah, I was pretty impressed with it. In terms of the rest of the selection, I thought it was quite interesting how Louise got selected, to be honest, like over Jacob Ramsey, not over Nakamba, whereas last season and like in recent seasons, it'd be oh, Nakamba and Louise are competing for the whole of the midfielder role. And I agree with Matt, to be honest, when I say I thought it was one of his best performances in um, a Villa shirt. I think he led, he had five key passes and then had led the team in shot-creating actions as well with six and got the assist for Ollie Watkins' goal. And I think the last time he played like that was when he played in the exact same position against um, Everton. So McGinn went off to knee and then Nakamba came on. So maybe Nakamba being on the pitch with Louise allows Louise to flood into this like box-to-box, like more attacking, more freedom role. Mm-hmm. And it, you get the attacking aspect of his game that we haven't really seen since he signed for us, to be honest, apart from like the first few games when he was scoring those screamers in front of the, outside the area. It's a nice little insight into what uh, Gerard probably sees him as. He doesn't see him as the holding midfielder. He sees him as a number eight, go box to box, get forward a bit more. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think he'll flourish. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really good balance there because, as you say, you've got a Nakambu who can do the dirty side of the game, should we say, and then you've got a McGinn and a Louise, box to box play, Jacob Ramsey too. You know, different channels of that midfield position all flooding um, the box in some occasions and then being that deeper playing that deeper role as well but is that almost a sign that we probably need another holding, another holding midfielder because that was one of the main points in the summer transfer window wasn't it that we need extra bodies in that position and I know we've got good options now besides a holding midfielder like uh, you know Louise McGinn um, even Chuck Maker now and Jacob Ramsey. So, Matt, do you think that that's another priority position now come January even, that, that holding midfielder to even push Nakamba on again? We've got options, but have we got the quality options that we need, yeah. you know, <clears throat> to perform consistently at the, at the, you know, the top half of the Premier League, shall we say? Um, you know, I'm interested to see what Morgan Sanson does under, under Gerard now. And he came on and, you know, it was, you know, it's a cliche, but it was like having a new sign. Like, well, I'm sure I've heard, the, heard this bloke's name before, but I haven't, I haven't seen much of him. And, you know, uh, I know Pat, Pat and you will probably know, know better than me what his best position is. I thought he, he's, the couple of involvements that he had had last night, I think he, he entered the pitch at a time when, when Villa believed that we could actually go and get something out of the game. And I thought, I thought he looked quite slick. You know, that's a very narrow sample because we've probably seen him play for 10 minutes, 15 minutes and touch the ball half a dozen times. But I think that that's another option. And I think, you know, regardless of what went on with, with him and Smith and why, why he was kind of persona non grata for, for several months, we don't we don't know. But that's the benefit of having a new manager, that you get a clean slate. And you, I think Gerard wants to make absolutely sure that he's seen what, you know, I don't think he's going to put people on the pitch for the sake of it, but equally, I think he wants to make sure that he's seeing in a training environment and in a match environment what he's got, so that can inform what he what he and Villa do do in January. Almost in the first half as well, I think a bit of bite from a Samson or a bit of bite mm-hmm. from you know other players in, in that midfield position that 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 was needed, weren't it? Pat? I think we were too passive, we weren't up and at them, and that's probably the game plan. To be fair, to sit deep and try and hit him on the counter, and to be fair, how do you play against Man City? You know. <laughs> We can't get away from the fact that they're probably going to be in the Champions League final this season, going up for all the major honours under Guardiola in the next few years as well. So to kind of 
pit our wits against that team and for Gerard to pit his wits against uh, Guardiola too, it's, you know, that's a massive encouragement. But I just think in the first half, maybe we were a bit too lax and come come half-time, I think Gerard probably put a, said to him, you know, that's not us. We need to be more aggressive. We need to um, get the fans back on side with uh, more bite in the performance, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. The first, I don't know, the 10 minutes flew by because my heart rate was just through the roof for the entirety of it. <laughs> against Brighton, it was a different case. Like, um we were out of possession. We didn't have the majority of the ball, but we looked organised. And it was the same against Crystal Palace. We, I was never that stressed because I just thought, oh, we look solid. Like we're dealing with everything. But in the first twenty odd minutes in this game, we were just all over the place. Like players were getting dragged around. It was just, it was just like one pass to beat our press, one pass to find a bit of space. They were just getting into the box willy nilly, and I just didn't know what was going on. And all of a sudden, it pans to Steven Gerrard, and he genuinely looked like he was about to rip someone's head off on the sideline. Yeah, it was. I Started creasing, <laughs> or at least someone's going to do it to So he'll get him in order eventually, and then we settle down. And that's probably what Gerard brings. Like it just brings that mentality, doesn't he? Sorts him out. Yeah, pops don't burst. But yeah, I agree with Sanson. He brings a bit of bite. I think his main attribute is his running. Uh, he probably won't see the, the best of that until he regains his full fitness. I don't think. I think he's quite a while off it at the minute. Probably won't start on Sunday, but maybe a substitute appearance again. But yeah. I agree with Matt again. He looked slick, didn't he? That little Cruyff turn at the end where he sold two players. A bit of magic. Maybe he can bring that. I think he'll be competing with Ramsey, Louise and like McGinn for the box-to-box role. And then when you look at it, we only have um, Nakamba that can play that holding role. Obviously, Louise can. But if you're going to move him forward, then you just have Nakamba that's starting at that CDM. So, yeah, I think he'll mould his January transfer window around that. I think we've already been linked to players like it. But in terms, again, how you play against City, I think, like, in the second half, we showed how you play against them. I feel like we came out with a bit more bite, a bit more... We were closing them down a bit more, getting into them, forcing errors, countering, attacking. Forced errors, like, had chances, and I thought we could have got something from the game, to be honest, but it's one of those. It is City at the end of the day. I think Palace were the only other team uh, beating them this season, and Spurs, and what they did, they set back and just pressed and pressed effectively, and maybe it's a bit early for Gerard to do that yet. I totally agree. I think the second half, we were almost ruining our first half in many ways. Well, we met, I think, to concede two goals against City, that can happen at any point in the game. Um, but the manner of the goals, does that, how, how do you feel about that? I think especially the first goal, we sort of got pulled apart a little bit. In the second goal, you got players out of position for the first time in the game, really, and then Bernardo Silva's put one in the top corner. So you can't give these teams those opportunities. And I'm sure that's something they'll all learn from. And again, in the second half, we were much better. But it's just a shame that those two goals that we conceded weren't necessarily moments of brilliance. They were more lax um, defending, in my opinion. I think the first goal was probably, you know, a metaphor for how they, they did hurt us in, in wide areas for, for the first first 20 minutes of the game. I felt both full-backs had, had difficulties um, getting to grips with, with their wide players. I think... Um, Sterling's left McGinn on his backside, I think, hasn't he, for, for the opening goal. And I think it was Leon Bailey, was it? It was ball watching a little bit on the on the edge of the box. And I don't know, it's I've heard a few people saying, you know, could Martinez have done better? I think we're judging Martinez on superhuman standards of what we've seen in his first season. So probably, you know, Martinez with his cape of last season probably could have got there. Uh, but equally, that goal's not 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 Martinez's fault. It should have been cut out, uh, uh, you know, uh, ahead of that. Um, mm. In terms of the second goal, I mean, that was 
that was the difference, wasn't it, between the two teams within the space of 30 seconds. Villa have a really bright, productive break and Matty Cash probably needs to whip a ball in, you know, front post or, or you know, pick yeah. somebody out on the edge, put some nothing ball to the back post. Most Premier League teams are probably going to head that clear for a throwing or whatever. Um, not Man City, they managed to recycle the ball quickly. You know, bouncing ball, they're still neck height. They, they get it under control. And, you know, within what, five seconds, they've just pulled us to bits. If it wasn't scored against Villa, you'd be looking at that. You, you, you'd be looking at that goal and you'd be drooling, wouldn't you? Because it was such, yeah. you know, su- such a well-manoeuvred and well-finished, well-orchestrated goal. But you just think, oh, crap. And it comes like three minutes before half-time. You think... You know, you know that six-one that we had at Villa Park a couple of, you know, a season or two ago. You, you know, I'll take I'll take five-one tonight. Um, but that's you know, it's it's little it's little things like it's like first touch, isn't it? You know, every every pass that they wait is perfect, so their their players don't need to break their stride. You know, they 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 cushion the ball so it's under control, and we're not quite there. At the moment, and whether whether we you know whether that 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 comes with having you know a billion pound squad, you need that to get there. But I think within within the the levels of you know a team that lost five on the spin until recent weeks, got a new manager, uh, still adjusting to the way the new manager plays, only been in the Premier League for a couple of years versus you know one of the most expensively assembled squads in the history of world football yeah. I think we gave them a hell of a game ultimately and I didn't see that coming after 42 minutes yeah bang on and Pat you, you, you've already referenced the kind of standard that we were setting in the second half and obviously started well 47 minutes only a few minutes into the into the second half um, corner Douglas Lewis plays in and Ollie Watkins brilliant movement and an even better finish yeah I think uh, everyone went a bit quiet on Austin McPhee it was, it was the name everyone wanted to talk about at the start of the season and then we fell off and everyone started hating the long throw-ins and whatnot. And then in two games, he's he's scored two goals, like Matt targets against Crystal Palace, and then uh, this one here. That was this one was uh, better worked, I think. I think the Matt target wasn't even meant to be where he was for that uh, for his goal yeah. against Palace. But yeah, this one was clearly one they've worked on the training ground. It was really impressive, to be honest. It was a great finish from Watkins curling inside the post. It was lovely to see. But yeah, like Matt said, it, it's we haven't like ashamed ourselves there we haven't like it, it's not, not something we can be proud of and play that against uh city there they've been tearing teams to bits this season and and in the first 20 minutes i did fear the worst to be honest but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty proud of how we play to be honest and i think there's a comment here uh we'll beat leicester if we play like that in the second half and i think we will to be honest i think we'll see more of the ball leicester are low on confidence at the minute and i think it's a real chance to push on half four on sunday on tv for everyone yeah. to see it's a good point by Ian. I think if if you want to play a Leicester City team at the moment, I think the whole season, to be fair, they've been mm-hmm. a bit um, suspect. I think they've obviously got some decent results um, because it's Leicester City and a very good team. But if you you know, I think they're probably as weak as they've ever been really under Rodgers at the moment. Um, yeah. And off the back of our results recently, performances too. Yeah, I think that's one that we can definitely look forward to. And I think Gerard, he said straight after the game, didn't he? You know, we need to come back to winning ways now. And I don't think that's the sort of mentality that we would have had before. Again, no disrespect to Dean Smith whatsoever, but that mentality of winning to almost or should have at least getting a point against City really 
and then thinking, okay, we need to get back in the saddle and we need to beat Leicester. You know, it's, it's not well and good enough just putting a good performance. We need to get results. It's a results business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the mentality that I like, that I like from um, Gerard. But Matt, what did, what did you think of Ollie Watkins' performance overall? Because I thought he was brilliant. It's almost, almost a selfless job, at least in the first half, when you're playing against those two city centre-halves, when you're not going to see any of the ball. But I thought he held it up really well with proper number nine's performance and obviously getting the goal um, caps that performance. But I think in general, I, I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was brilliant, to be honest. I think I got a little, probably maybe an old-fashioned route one. Uh, <laughs> fan of route one. I got really nervous when we persisted from playing out from the back. Um, yeah. You know, I think it, and Martinez seemed nervous as well about it. And, you know, they're on you, aren't they? They're on you in a, in a flash. And mm-hmm. I actually, I think there was a cheer from the whole end when, when, when Martinez went long with a goal kick. But, <laughs> I think you, you, you play to the conditions, you play to your, play to your strengths, and we're getting up the pitch a lot faster and keeping the ball in a higher area when we were doing that. And that was a credit to, to Ollie Watkins because, yeah. you know, if that ball's going long, Buendia's not going to go and, you know, jump four foot off the ground and bring that ball off his chest. So it was Watkins was the focal point. And I think he had the, I wouldn't say he had the measure of, of, of Aki most of the night, but when that ball was going into him, he was making it stick and he was giving us that little bit of respite. And that's what frustrated me during the first half, that there were a couple of opportunities where, I'm not digging him out especially, but Buendia and, and Bailey were probably overplaying a little bit. We've got the ball. You know, we've got the ball. We've got, we've got a chance to attack and to exploit them. Let's just keep the ball moving. And I think I think Watkins... I don't know. Could Danny Vings have played played that that role last night? He could have played it. I'm not sure he'd have played it as effectively. Um, no. But yeah, I think I think the the thing is, how do we? If if Watkins, I say, you know, you know this better than me, Pat. If Watkins is, is kind of leading a press of sorts, who's going with him, and how are we yeah. doing it? Because he's expending a lot of energy. <laughs> if he's the only one who's doing it. Yeah. And like, like John says, maybe we, we probably the, the the game plan was to, to to sit a little bit deeper and spring them that way. I think my my, my nephew travelled to the game game with last night. He said, if we've got a front line of three Ollie Watkins last last well, night, we go. Yeah. You know, we probably go go and win that game because we've got that we've got that energy, we've got that ability to make the ball stick. And I thought, yeah, a, a long winded answer, but I thought I thought he, he played really well, and I thought um, I thought the finish was was sublime and. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if you know Man City come in for for Austin McPhee hundred million uh, in January. You know, take your towels with you. Um, <laughs> but no, it was it, like you say. It, I don't want to be accepting of defeat. I don't. I don't mm. want that to be the mentality. But it doesn't quite feel like a defeat. It feels like there was enough there for us to, to pin our hopes on going and beating Leicester on on Sunday. Three wins out of four, potentially. You know, the defeat only been a very narrow kind of brave defeat to Man City. Yeah, bang on. I think as well with Watkins, he's almost like a perfect Gerrard player. If Gerrard didn't know or understand what Watkins was about before he came into the job, which I'm sure he did, um, I'm sure he loves, loves him to bits now. I, I, you know, Kemar Roof, I think, uh, when he had him at Rangers, had just come off working under Bielsa at Leeds and obviously there's a high press there and he's He's very much in that mould, isn't he? You know, of course, pressing the back line and obviously got uh, bundles of quality too, Ollie Watkins. But substitutes, uh, Pat, kind of Chukamaka comes off the bench as well as obviously Sanson and Ashley Young earlier in the game. But I think Chukamaka obviously had that chance to um, to at least get a point out of it. 
Uh, what did you think of that? I think the whole end was waiting to rise when it or it, it did rise, and then it was such a shame when he didn't when he didn't put it back in the uh, sorry when he didn't put it in the back of the net. Can't get a word. I think that he was a bit nervous when he came on, which is fully to be expected. Of an eighteen-year-old coming on against possibly one of the, the best team in the world, and uh, yeah. it was it was incredible, incredibly hard for any of us to play football like against them it felt like they had an extra man at times like as soon as you're on the ball they were just closing you down instantly sometimes it was two of them and they just hound you relentlessly I just I couldn't believe what was happening at times but yeah he showed his quality in bits uh, final third a few nice touches and the confidence to make that run in the box get forward believe in himself and probably should have hit first time let's be honest I thought he was going to hit first time but he's against one of the best keepers in the world and the best keepers in the world make saves and they did. There's a bit of a, the rumours circulating about him and his uh, contract and whatnot, but he's got 18 months on his deal and Gerard's shown he's got that much faith in him that he'll play him against Man City in a fairly lengthy amount of time. So if he's going to do that, he'll probably be in line to start if he continues to impress. But yeah, I'd loved it if that goal had gone in. <laughs> it would have been yeah. absolutely mental. Yeah, and it would have been a really good moment for him too. I think Gerard almost, he didn't, put those rumours, should we say, to bed after the game, but he did mention that um, Villa don't see it as a problem that he hasn't signed that new deal yet, especially, say, 18 months left on his deal. He's, he's getting minutes against Man City, um, yes. only his second appearance of the season, but if you're an 18-year-old, I don't think you can particularly complain too much at that, in my opinion. Um, I loved what he Matt said, John. I loved what, yeah, what Gerard said. I thought it was so pointed, the words that he said, you know, saying, uh, you know, the... There's no problem. Any, anybody who thinks there is, I'd like to see a lot. You know, almost kind of offering out the agents, I think, is, is the way I read it. Uh, you know, in other words, shut up. He's our player. We've got him We've got him tied down. This is a message to the agent. This is a message to, to Carney. This is a message to anybody who's, who's in his ear. Yeah, I know what it takes to bring a good, strong midfield player through in the Premier League. I know the pressures that he brings. I know better than anybody when he'll be ready, when he's not. So why don't you just all shut up and go away? I've got this. That, that, perhaps I'm wrong, but that, that, that's that's what I read into it. I thought it was brilliant. What, what about the player in general as well, Max? As you said, I was going to ask you, Stephen Gerrard working with Carney Chukamaker. I don't really know what more could, Chukamaker could want in a gaffer. Well, yeah, and what more could he want in a football club? You know, I know, I know we kind of got a cloud and blue blinkers on, but... You know, the kid's a teenager. He's getting tastes of the Premier League in a very measured way. Villa are managing expectation for him. You know, he's got, you know, arguably the best Premier League midfielder since Premier League has been has been in existence to, to mentor him and guide him. You know, I'm sure I'm sure he, he probably and I'm sure he probably will get one. I'm sure he'll want a pay rise uh, as he goes along. And the more he, he gets those minutes in the Premier League, that, that strengthens his, his case for it. But he's got all the attributes. You know, he clearly has. He's, he's clearly a very, you know, he's clearly got the talent. He's clearly got the the, the physique and the, the athleticism. I think now what will separate him is whether the, men, the mentality is right. And I think having Gerard there to say, just block out the noises. Just forget the noises. We'll guide you. I think he's just got to. He's just got to trust the people around him uh, in terms of Villa's coaching staff and just not try and kind of run before he can walk. Really, and you've obviously got Michael Bill as well in the coaching staff and other uh, members of staff in that setup that Gerard's got that's really worked with plenty of youth players. Um, Bill's worked with all basically all of the youth players at Liverpool, Chelsea as well, all the England internationals that have made the grade from coming through academy systems. So that's really encouraging too. Um, almost to round off that conversation about 
uh, Man City then part. I think Gerard said after the game that we're that was the acid test almost. We won two games on the bounce, Brighton and Palace, two impressive teams, but teams that we know that we can finish above this season because we've beaten them 2-0 and then 2-1 away at Sunless Park as well um, against Palace. But he said that was a good acid test and it was almost an education at times. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a good barometer of where we are, but it is almost a bit of a reality check as well. Although we competed really well, we were a long way away from competing around that top six um, position, should we say. Um, for another couple of years yet, maybe, but it's encouraging nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, Man City just played West Ham off the park, didn't they? Didn't they beat West Ham last week? So, and West yeah. Ham are what? They're in amongst it. So, it's completely something to be proud of. I always thought with Dean Smith, the issue with Villa was the, the results were we not we never really grind out draws, if you know what I mean. So, like games you might not be really in, or you might be like games like City yesterday, not getting a draw. But I was more hopeful yesterday that we were going to grab something than I was, probably would have been. For Dean Smith, I don't know if I'm. That's just my just like the presence bias or whatever. But it's one of those. We can start grinding. Like if we get draw at Liverpool, get a result there. I'm, I'm confident going to that now. I think Liverpool play a different style. It's not as possession based, and it's probably going to be quite an exciting game. To be honest, but end to end, I think we'll be able to hurt them in the way we play fast, flipping forward on the counter attack because they do the same. It's just one of those, isn't it? Not too sure. Uh, Matt, can I push you for a score prediction against Leicester? Uh, Leicester and then we have Liverpool, but if we can just start with Leicester. Um, I think it's a game that we can definitely get something from. I'd, I'd love to win it. It'll be a tough game because although Leicester had a bit of sticky form recently, we can't get a, can't sort of move away from the fact that they've still got Jamie Vardy, still got Harvey Barnes and I think Tielemans could be back from injury. I'm not too sure. But yeah, is there a score prediction? I think we do one, aren't we? I know we've, we've done okay there. In you know, obviously won there last year, didn't we? I always lose track of seasons. I think it was last last year, last season with the Ross yeah. Barkley scored, didn't they? But they've turned us over. They've, they've, they've hit four past us a few on a few occasions, and you know Vardy always scores against us. So we could do with we could do with keeping a clean sheet and shutting him out. Uh, I'm looking forward to the big um, Michael Brighton montage that, that the Villa <laughs> official Twitter account put out um ahead of the game to to welcome back one of our um, one of our former sons i'm normally I'm, as you know from knowing me i'm normally kind of quite pessimistic because i don't like uh, i don't like being too optimistic you only end up in disappointment but go on let 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 let's go with it i think we'll win 2-1 uh james madison's just come back into form hasn't he just in time to play us as they usually do yeah. i think it was he scored a few goals scored yesterday i think against southampton yeah. banging the assists in as well so he's back to his best but yeah, I'm always an optimist. Me, I, I, like I said on the last podcast, you'll do well to find me predicting a draw. But yeah, I think we're going to get a two-nil win. It'll be the first game that you properly see like a Gerrard style of play. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that it's a really good opportunity, actually, isn't it? Because it'll be two teams going for going for goals, and it'll be a really open game. So yeah, my score prediction would be a two-one. It could even be a three-two. Or I think it would definitely definitely be goals either way. Um, yeah, that wraps us up for our Manchester City review. Thanks for joining me today, Matt. No worries. Nice to speak to you, boys. Cheers. I'm Pat. Cheers, thank you, mate. And make sure you subscribe and watch our next video. Cheers, guys. Up the villa. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.